This is a podcast from the Business Times. It looks like Singapore Real Estate Investment Trusts, or SREITs, have had a rough 2022. With central banks increasing their interest rates to curb the high inflation rate, investors seem concerned that the higher interest rates could lead to lower distribution per units that they generally rely upon. That said, SREITs do offer a wide diversity of exposures across multiple segments. They're also governed by a regulatory framework that contains robust safeguards to protect minority shareholders and so have always been popular with investors. So could SREITs really be a good hedge against inflation? And what's their outlook for not just the rest of 2022, but in the longer term? Welcome to Podcast by The Business Times. I'm your host, correspondent Howie Lim. And for more insights on SREITs, we're speaking to Vijay Natarajan, Real Estate and REITs Analyst at RHB Singapore. This episode is brought to you by RHB Singapore. Vijay, thanks for your time. Thank you, Howie, for having me. So give us your take on how SREITs have been performing so far. If you look at SREITs, year-to-date SREITs are down about 6% on an absolute basis. And if dividends are included, SREITs will be down about 2% year-to-date. Compared to STI, which is up about 3%, SREITs has underperformed. But if you compare it with other major global REIT markets such as US, UK, Australia, etc., which are down by double digits, SREITs have performed fairly well. Operationally, I would say SREITs are in a much better shape compared to the start of the year, despite rising interest rate environment and inflationary pressures impacting margins. This is because the positive demand from the full relaxation of COVID restrictions and relaxation of border measures have so far outweighed the negative effects. We are seeing this across the sectors in terms of increase in rents as well as pickup in occupancy. Year to date, the best performing sector in terms of share price has been hospitality and office as well as retail. No surprises here. These were the major beneficiary of economic reopening. But we expect industrial sector to catch up in the second half. Overall, I would say SREITs have shown resilience and have performed relatively well thus far. In 2021, SREITs earned more than 6% after dropping more than 2% in 2022. How much has the pandemic and the current volatile situation affected it? Pandemic certainly had a profound impact on SREITs, especially on sectors such as hospitality and retail, which bore the brunt of it. However, we believe SREITs have weathered the COVID situation fairly well all thanks to government support as well as a lot of REITs management capabilities in handling these kind of situations, especially drawing on some of their past experience. From a dividend perspective, although most of them did see a drop during the last 1-2 years, this was comparably better than most of the other sectors which were really facing quite a hardship. And across the sectors, we are now seeing a recovery in dividends, which is highly positive. So overall, while COVID and increasing volatility affected REITs, I think REITs has weathered the situation fairly better. And what impact might a stagflationary or recessionary environment have? Both of these market conditions will have a negative impact on REITs, but there are some differences. In a mild recessionary environment, as REITs fare relatively better compared to the other sectors in terms of price performance. That is because as REITs are mainly yield instruments, and investors tend to hunt for yields from stable real estate classes in terms of mild recessionary environment. Secondly, most of the REITs also have their leases locked in for a relatively longer period of time. For example, a typical lease structure in a Singapore is about three years, and thus the impact is also mitigated. 
However, a stagflationary environment is more harmful for S-REITs compared to recession. This is because in such a scenario, central bankers have limited choices but to keep on increasing the interest rates. What this will do is that this will reduce the spreads offered by S-REITs and thus reduce the allure of REITs as yield instruments. Another thing is that the growth prospects also get significantly weakened in a persistent inflationary environment, thus presenting a kind of double whammy effect. So if you ask me between these two, which one is a better scenario, I would say a mild recession is a better scenario compared to the stagflation for REITs. There seems to be growing interest among investors in REITs with foreign property components. Vijay, what's your take on this growing competition? S-REITs are the second largest REIT market in APEC outside Japan. It's going to face this and from other counterparts across Asia as well, right? Yes, that's true. If you look at the last five years, almost all of the REITs listed in Singapore have been REITs with overseas assets. We are also seeing the trend of domestic REITs expanding their portfolio into overseas markets over the last decade. We see this as a sign of maturing REIT market. Over the years, it has been two decades since first REIT was listed and REITs has matured over the years. There are also a few reasons why this is happening. Firstly, Singapore has a stable political climate, strong regulatory policies and favorable tax regime along with a strong currency. These are all the key ingredients for a vibrant REIT market. With the fast-changing economic landscape, there is also a need for diversification and scale among the REITs. And Singapore being a small market, it is just a natural progression for REITs to go overseas and overseas REITs to come and list here. Overall, we believe Singapore is in a very strong position. It has the right ingredients to thrive as an international REIT hub. And despite increasing competition from neighboring Asian countries such as Hong Kong, China is starting to open up some of the REIT markets and even India as well, we believe Singapore is in a much better position compared to its neighbors as a REIT regime. Still to come, might a looming recession in the US slow the S-REIT sector down? And what can investors do moving forward? This episode is brought to you by RHB Singapore. And now, back to our podcast episode. We've been speaking to Vijay Natarajan, real estate and REITs analyst at RHB Singapore. Vijay, what about that looming recession in the US? Might that put a damper on things? US is the world's largest economy and what happens there certainly have an impact on the rest of the world and trade-dependent nations like Singapore. While there has been an increasing talk about a recession in the US, which we already might be in one for all that matters, what we are seeing is that the labor market in the US, which is a key driver of economy and a barometer of growth, remains fairly strong so far. So a lot depends on how deep is the recession going to be? Are we just going to be a shallow one and recovery from that? Or is it going to be a painful and long slump? We certainly believe a recession, even if it happens, it is going to be a shallow one and the impact is going to be much less compared to the past deep recessions like global financial crisis, etc. Let's talk about what investors should be looking into moving forward. Delays in the completion of new buildings has kept office demand tight. That's good news for REITs, right? That's a good question. In current challenging market conditions, investors should pay close attention to three things in my view. One is asset quality and organic growth potential. Two, it's going to be sponsor support. And last but not the least, pay close attention to valuation. On office sector, especially the sector which you highlighted, in particular, there has been several positives. 
despite overall market concerns about work from home trends etc these includes singapore positively benefiting from the shift in demand from other key financial hubs like hong kong shanghai etc on the back of strict covid policy and political environment technology sector in particular has been a key bright spot in uh, singapore office market despite recent slowdown we have seen many global tech companies setting up their headquarters here and expanding their cbd presence these include companies like meta amazon bydance etc other than this we are also seeing demand from family offices and co-working companies singapore being one of the first countries in asia pacific to fully relax covid restrictions and allow everyone to return to office has also positively boosted sentiments overall we are seeing office rents continue to rise up by about 5 to 10% this year and occupancy remaining fairly stable so i would say it's fairly a good news over here are there other segments worth looking into we are quite positive on industrial sector and in particular logistics segment industrial sector has clearly demonstrated resilience all through the pandemic and we expect it to continue despite being recession fears Singapore also has been taking a lot of proactive measures to attract high value add industrial players in chip manufacturing sectors as well as companies in biotech life science and pharma sectors which are starting to pay rich dividends separately logistics is a sector which we expect a multi year re-rating and continued demand there is a clear shift in terms of moving the inventory cycle from just in time to just in case model which is highly positive for uh, logistics sector and we expect this trend to continue propping demand even after covid restrictions are eased additionally self sufficiency and rising trend of productionism means that smaller countries like singapore has to increase their stockpiling to face changing market scenarios so overall we are very positive on industrial sector and office sector at this point of time in terms of our reit picks we like some of the stocks like asadas reit esr logos reit aims apac reit in industrial space suntech reit in office space we also believe that us office reit such as prime us reit capital pacific oak us reits are beaten down at this point of time in terms of valuation and an attractive dividend play to look at PJ explained to us the just in time or just in case models for moving the inventory cycle in the logistics space and why this shift is important. In just in time model what happens is that if you look at the last decade or so companies order the inventory right before they go into production. What this means is that they don't need to stockpile a lot of the raw materials or the parts that go into a manufacturing process. and this also means there is a limited logistics demand but because what has happened during the covid is that there has been a lot of broken down in terms of supply chains people are not able to ship their goods on time so companies have moved into a just in case by this they are storing the inventory which is the raw materials or the manufacturing goods for a longer period of time for example 3 months to 6 months instead of a week what this means is that when these goods arrive on shore these people have to store this in a facilities like logistics or warehouse and that's why there is an increase in demand from the shift in this model investors are likely to turn their attention to s reits when economic growth and inflation start to moderate and according to analysts s reits will be able to weather the current bouts of interest rate hikes and inflation but for the uninitiated and perhaps those who are new to the s reit space how can they go about due diligence I think the first thing to start in terms of due diligence is to understand and learn about companies using their annual reports or the presentations. 
As REITs do give a comprehensive set of presentation which includes statistics and performance, past performance, etc. Each and every companies in Singapore, especially SREITs, give quite a bit of materials in terms of their operational performance in presentations and also give a lot more in terms of the past performance, etc. The annual report gives a lot more information in terms of how the real estate market conditions are, where is the interest rate is and how that could impact the company's performance. That would be the first starting point. And the next step, join some of the SREITs dialogue session to hear about the sector to hear about what's happening in the market, to get a better picture of where the SREITs are also as well as the management is engaging with the management. Managements do come in for quite a bit of engagement with the investors in terms of brokers, engaging brokers or even in terms of direct one-on-one engagement. And these are all some of the starting points. Once you get a bit more familiar with the sector, you would be able to track the sector much more frequently, much more closely. The news flow is the next starting point, I would say, in terms of tracking and keeping up with the sector. So go through the presentations, go through the, and there is a lot of rating materials provided by the REITs, follow up with the management, and then keep track of the news. Those three would be the key, I would say. Will definitely help you in terms of keeping pace with the REIT sector. Thank you, Vijay Natarajan, Real Estate and REITs Analyst at RHB Singapore. And that's a wrap for this podcast by The Business Times. I'm correspondent Howie Lim. This episode is brought to you by RHB Singapore. That was a podcast from the Business Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast or via the Google Voice Assistant Amazon-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3 you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. This podcast is meant to provide general information only. SPH Media accepts no liability for loss arising from any reliance on the podcast or use of third parties' products and services. Please consult professional advisors for independent advice.